Greetings. Uh, it is I, Jeff Hopkins, uh, speaking to you through a gold-plated podcast microphone, wearing my diamond-encrusted podcasting uh, smoking jacket, sitting on a uh, down-filled lazy boy for made just for podcasting. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. To whom's homes I have sent 100 caviar-laden pizzas <laughs> this evening, because this is the Mount Rushmore of ridiculous expenses. Uh, it is tax day, and you may be looking for things to deduct from uh, your uh, taxes so that you may have a healthy uh, a return or perhaps not have to pay anything. And so I am uh, deducting on my podcasting uh, business all of this aforementioned niceties. Uh, sorry, necessities. Necessities. Uh, but Michael and Richard are going to debate the Mount Rushmore of you uh, ridiculous expenses. I think it's Richard's. No, choice? it's Michael's. Michael's choice. So Richard, tell me why Michael chose it. You know, I think Michael was interested. In, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'll ask Michael. Michael. Hey guys. Uh, well, this is interesting because I think that this, there might be a, uh, I will be very happy to hear uh, Richard's choices because I think that there, there might be uh, maybe a slight language issue in the way that I wrote um, the topic because I, we'll just see where this goes. I'm curious okay. to hear where Richard's, where, <laughs> what Richard has chosen. Uh, I know that there's, you know, on our, our little Facebook group, uh, you mentioned this coming out um, uh, on tax day and then i was like uh-oh should i should i clear something up no 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 let's why just, clear things up let's just leave it let's as just muddy put, as possible yeah let's just let's just put the hammer to jeff and let him sort it out yeah which um so basically uh, uh my reason for this was i was watching a movie and the movie uh gave me the idea but it was i was watching the movie clerks now that's a very interesting movie in that it doesn't quite hold up the way it held up when I was like 16 and yeah. it was 1994. And it was like, Oh my God, these guys are seemingly cool when you're 42 and watching you're like, <laughs> ah, these guys are losers and language uh, isn't, isn't language that I would use anymore. And, um, but there is an aspect of one of the characters that led me to be like, Oh, this, this, uh, this might be interesting. So, Okay. When we get to my choice, I'll, I'll explain it a little further. That's called a tease. Ooh, sweet. Ooh, that's what we do in the industry. Yeah, there you go. Speaking yeah. of teas, I have uh, exported to your homes the <laughs> finest of Darjeeling teas, which uh, I, uh, I... I do, I do appreciate that that is, that is the tea that everyone goes to. Yeah. As if, yeah. as, as if to uh, yeah. imply expense, as expense. if it's not just like... One of the one of the two generic teas in the yeah, world. Yeah, Earl Grey. Im imported straight from Darjeeling. Yeah. <laughs> I have sent you the finest Nebraska tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Nebraska tea fields. Richard, you are going to start things off and All let right. us know your first. And I kind of, just so you know, Michael, I took yeah. kind of a broad view of ridiculous expenses. Okay. So there's expenses across the whole gamut of what you could consider an expense so yeah like i said i this this i realized um might be a little we might be on the same page but there's a good chance that we're just going to be like you know ships passing in the night and one of us is the titanic sure oh i think we know who that is uh -huh. raise his hand um uh -huh. so my first choice is a symbol of pork barrel spending mm. um of the gravina island bridge in alaska <laughs> otherwise known as the bridge to nowhere uh, bridge to nowhere okay yeah as as championed by the alaskan congressional delegation back in the two, early 2000s including senator ted the internet is a series of tubes stevens um this was a bridge that was going to connect gravina island which has an airport and 50 residents i said yes that's right i said five zero residents wow with the mainland of Alaska at a cost of a, of a mere $398 million. Holy bananas. It, what wow. Is the, uh, 
do do they actually export holy bananas from <laughs> oh, from their what, island in Alaska? That's what the airport brings in. Yes. No, this was uh, there was an earmark for this. It was snuck into some uh, transportation bill, and it got pointed out as a uh, as a uh, an obvious misuse of government funds, or sort of you know there's these earmarks that kind of get put in larger transportation bills, and there was a big stink about it. And it was originally designed to replace the, this ferry that they have. There's a ferry that goes to the island every 30 minutes and then every f- 15 minutes during tourism season. And it's like six bucks or $7 if you've got a car. But they wanted to have something faster than that. So they decided, let's build a bridge. But this would have been one of the world's longest bridges if they would have actually built it. It would have been longer than the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't know if it's one of the world's longest, but it would have been longer than the Golden Gate Bridge. It would have been a massive, huge bridge just to try and get people from this, essentially this these 50 people and the supplies that are getting flown into the airport across the way to the rest of Alaska. Um, it wound up uh, not happening. Um, eventually they uh, got it got shouted down Sarah Palin as governor supported it and supported it and supported it and then when she ran for vice president decided oh I was always against this because she's a class act Um, and wound up uh, what they wound up doing was just improving the ferry service which is exactly what they should have been doing in the first place. But like put a vending machine in like the little <laughs> house that's on the boat. Yeah, they made sure that the uh, the, the the guy who the skipper who runs the uh, the ferry, they did like it had one of those things where he has to blow into it to make sure he's not too drunk <laughs> to drive the ferry. That that was the big that was it advancement. Yeah. Wow. And Ravina Island Bridge sounds like a Aaron Sorkin or sounds like a. It's got a hipster kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it does sound like something that would have popped up on the West Wing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That somehow it came out that like Toby had snuck some sort of like huge <laughs> earmark in for his hometown, like uh, like some sort of bridge or something. Yeah. No, no, Toby, Toby wouldn't have done that. He was one of the one of the you know uh, uh, ethical ones. Oh, that's right. It would have been uh, Sam uh, I don't. But, but yeah, I don't know. I. Uh, I don't know. The, the West Wing has definitely skewed a lot of it. God, it's such fantasy. It has definitely skewed my opinion on like how things actually work and how nothing ever gets resolved. I remember like rewatching that show, God, some some years ago, and every topic that they talked about was still in play. There's not one yeah. thing that has changed, and there's not been one talking point that has been resolved in you know, the 15, 20 years that it has been off TV or however long it's been, it hasn't been that long, but like, it, it's all just, it's all the same, just a kind of plastic and a different, a different color, color oh, paint I, or whatever. I forgot this part of it. Mm-hmm. That um, After the bridge got canceled, the Palin administration uh, wound up spending $25 million to build a highway that would have gone to the bridge, but now there's no bridge there. And oh. she claimed it was something that they had to do because there was mon- money that came from the federal government. And if they didn't spend it, it was just going to go back to the federal government, which can you believe the hypocrisy of these assholes? Wow. You know, complaining about every, ta- you know, you know what the federal government is, you know, spending yeah. your tax. And then, you know, when it's, but when it's something that's can benefit them in even the slightest, most inconsequential way, they're not giving that. I mean, they could give that $25 million back and it could go back into the, you know, congressional coifers and, and, you know, be used for something else eventually. Mm-hmm. But no, they're just going to, you know, take it and build something that's completely useless. Apparently nobody is on the road. It's a completely empty, dead road. It's literally a road to nowhere. Um, but uh, David Byrne wants his. Um, he just he just wants his commission off of that. He wants his royalties for for that route too. It's not even a highway to hell. Like that, I could see. Is there worth a hell it. Montana or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Oh my god! It could actually be a highway to hell. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Michael Winfield. Uh, let's uh, hear what oddball uh, choices you've made. Okay. My crazy choices. Number one is uh, the one that I alluded to. I was watching Clerks and, you know, there's um, Dante and uh, of course now I can't remember the name of the guy that uh, rents videos at the BST or BTS video mart. And um, it got me thinking, boy, did they really try to shake you down with the cost of replacing a VHS tape that was lost <laughs> with, in the years like 1982 to like 1991? Like just that threat that like the $99 to replace the, the lost or broken copy of Over the Top that I had rented <laughs> for $2.00. What a ridiculous fee expense. The, the idea that a VHS tape, that was as expensive, like that was the most, that was such an outrageous thing in my head. And everybody, they just put the fear of God into you. Like, oh my God, well, you know, lost or, uh, lost or uh, missing tapes, $99 to replace. And you're just like, <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, it's, it's Muppets Take Manhattan. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like the best movie in the world is something that you know yeah i don't, I don't know i, love I don't know what happened to it it's gator bait too and you you say look i'm the last guy who checked this out every time i check this out no one, <laughs> i i have subsidized the presence of gator bait too on your shelf this whole time i own this this is my movie you're just holding on to it the good news is the vhs tapes are notorious for not breaking at all no, never. <laughs> We're having any sort of mechanical problem. So you're you're good. I would also second that rewinding. Yeah. How fucking hard is that, Blockbuster? It's not that hard. You've got the little oh, car. Yeah. I've got the car. You don't need to. Oh, come on. You need to charge me money for that? <laughs> oh. They they were the original, like before banks realized they can start charging fees. The video stores where they're being like, Yeah, let's just get them for everything. Yeah. What do you want? They're not rewinding. Okay, the, the tapes, the tapes missing or damaged a little bit. Let's get them for that. It's what not a the time though. Slip. So much. Yeah. I mean, now turning on Netflix, uh, Amazon, Disney Plus. There's no, you don't have that kind of new carpet smell. There's not that uh, uh, rack that has um, uh, Twizzlers and uh, microwave popcorn in a bucket. You just don't have that video store vibe that you, you know, had when you walked yeah. in there. Definitely the streaming services don't have the like uh, snooty um, like guy behind the counter, the Quentin Tarantino type yeah. character, the um, whatever his name is from Clerks, who's uh, it's kicking me. I could look it up, but I don't care that much. It's right, Randall. The it's Randall, Randall. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Randall. Um, that snooty character that has um, organized the tapes in his own particular way. Yeah by a specific genre or director or just by his, you know, his or her own uh, personal delights, you know? Yeah. You don't get that. It's it's like, uh, here's our recommendations for you. Chevy Chase in Funny Farm. Why? No, I'm not going to watch it. Doesn't matter. I love, I love the fact that, that their, their threat, if you didn't pay that money, if you broke or lost the, the uh, VHS tape, Mm. that you would lose your blockbuster card <laughs> my god what would you do then <laughs> did i ever do an impression of the it was a hollywood video in minneapolis uptown area of minneapolis that had i know i've probably done this bit before but it was true oh, it was real no, i haven't heard it it had a comment it had a robo caller thing that would call you when your movie was late mm. it was two days late but it was kind of a combination of, it was an, like an early version of the automatic caller thing in that it had a automated voice thing that said the name of the movie that was late. But then it had, mm. and this is Minneapolis, inexplicably, I think a, a Southern gentleman uh, would do most of the recording. And so you, your phone would ring and you pick it up and you go, hello. And go, Hi, this is Tony from... Hollywood video at 11.52 Hennepin. Your copy of Airbud 2 is two days late. Please return it. <laughs> so it was like a robot 
Ned Flanders Western cyborg <laughs> mishmash. And it made me just want to never return movies because I knew I'd be getting that phone call. Yeah, because oh, so yeah, funny. because somebody is waiting desperately for that copy in nothing but trouble. Yeah, no, <laughs> you have forgot to turn in for a couple of days. Or the uh, do you remember? I think I think blocked, but I think other nothing but trouble rentals people had this too. Like Whoopi Goldberg's straight talk about breast cancer, the free cassette that was like, right, <laughs> yeah, like oh no, you don't have to pay for that. That's free. Um, and I love and I love when they went out of business and they started selling off their their tapes. Yeah. The tapes, they sold them for like five bucks each. Yeah. Which lets you know the, the true value. <laughs> the Emperor of had a VHS no tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally, oh, I can own that copy of The Mummy Returns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, Richard, what's your second? All right. My second one is also something of an example of, I would say, government waste. Maybe not an earmark or pork barrel spending, but something that an expense that falls into the category of being ridiculous in terms of why would you think this was a good idea to raise, why would you think this would actually help you? And I am talking about the Department of Defense spending money on NASCAR. What? I, uh, I, I love NASCAR. I grew up watching NASCAR. I watched a NASCAR race today. It was on TV. Um, and so you would think they're in, and Look, there's pretty big over the Venn diagram of people who support the military and NASCAR fans is pretty, pretty much completely overlapping. It's just one circle. Um, but so, so I guess in some, to some respects, it makes sense for the military to be advertising for their recruitment campaigns uh, with NASCAR fans. Um, so the Department of Defense, for example, in 2015, they spent about $1.5 million on personal appearances where military members would do show up to the races and get on TV or do ride-alongs with the drivers where they get to sit in the car with them and go around the track and they can take photo, do photo ops and things like that. Um, and also for about a five-year stretch, they spent about $130 million, a little bit more than that. Um, the National Guard did on sponsoring Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car. Um, if you're wondering how much it costs to uh, sponsor a race car, if you ever thought that'd be good for the podcast, if we could get our name on a, <laughs> on a NASCAR car, it's a little out of our price range. Um, so they spent a $136 million on, on uh, sponsoring this car for five years. Ooh, wow. You want to you guess how many, uh, uh, that, they did a survey, and you want to guess how many guardsmen mm. wound up enlisting based on, um, that said they enlisted because they saw it. The uh, car being sponsored by Dale Earnhardt, Earnhardt Jr. Just a rough guess. Seventy-three. Zero. Zero. None. Nobody. Wow. Didn't. Yeah, but can you wait to be that first one? The NASCAR. The NASCAR. The one guy. Yeah. You could be the I'm number one guy. <laughs> I mean, at some point, they must have known, like this wasn't working. Is that they the right to metric? To yeah, but who? But, yeah, but who else? Who else sponsors Dale? Fahrenheit Jr. Like Budweiser. Do, do people drink Budweiser because they see yes. him driving around? Is or I, I fail to believe that. Well, I think more I fail people, to believe they they've. I, I agree ahead. that more. I agree that more people would would probably sp believe it if he was driving it, drinking it during the race. Hmm. If you just saw him at a pit stop, just being handed like a a Bud Heavy, like through mm -hmm. the through the window or something like that then i'd okay. be more into it why did you choose guardsmen like i could see like tank infantry like i want to drive i want to drive like dale in this tank or something like that right like a jeep well i think that this was when they were i mean there was a big push to try and get more guardsmen i think this was okay. when 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 the wars in afghanistan and iraq were still uh -huh. a little more heavy yeah, and there was more of a, a, a perceived need to get more volunteers to sign up through the National Guard. And look, yeah, all right. I'm I'm looking at a picture of of the Dale Einhard Jr. Na number eighty eight uh -huh. National Guard car right now, and um, boy, there's no mistaken. They want you to go to nationalguard.com from that picture. Okay, it's Understood. the same thing when they. I mean, 
it's the same reason why the army has video games that if you go to goarmy.com they want you to play these high-tech sort of shoot em yeah. up video games to make it cool to be part of the army now like like the uh people who just wanted pork barrel spending in alaska do you think the good old boys at the department of defense just wanted expense paid uh um sweets mm. up in uh -huh. these okay yeah yeah i think that there is i think someone was a nascar fan who pitched this to somebody else who was a nascar fan yeah who then got it up the flagpole and there were enough people who were able to see not just that they would get something personal out of it but that it was something that you can show off how the money was spent it's yeah. a very showy sort of hey mm -hmm. look look at that car that's all like basically our car when you turn on tv it's there yeah I mean, could that money have been better spent for i don't know equipment mm -hmm. camouflage food yeah whatever yes but well, that's, that's the not car the car should have been totally camouflaged he, i know they had camouflage well if it's camouflage <laughs> how do you know if it won well it's, it should be black it should be black the color of the road and yellow stripes so you think it's the road that's what i would do <laughs> so you can't even see it I think it's too lettering's it's black. If it's right. the National Guard, it also should only go like once a it should drive once a month on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do do uh what do you think that guy was gonna do if he didn't go in the National Guard? Work at a gas station? What was he gonna do? I don't know. I mean I know people who are in the national who did the National Guard. Yeah. And uh yeah, there are various reasons for doing it. I don't, yeah. I don't begrudge them for doing it. I respect them no. for doing it. Um, certainly not something I would do, um, but I totally yeah. respect people who did it. But I, uh, to your point, I don't know that there is, I don't know how you get to the point where you think somebody is going to go, oh, that car reminds me. I was going to go sign up for the National Guard. Whoops, yeah. I forgot about that. Guess yeah. I should go do that this weekend. Yeah. It seems like something you're gonna do or not. Yes, like get your... you probably knew from a yeah an earlier age that it's something you wanted to do. I'm gonna get a Prince Albert. Nah. Waiter car just <laughs> said I should get a Prince Albert. Just drove by. That's right. All right, okay, I got it. All right, Winfield, so, what's your second one? Oh, uh, my second one. Uh, you know, I'll stay within the the realm of cars. You guys ready? Yeah. Lay it on us. This is any service offered by an oil change place other than the oil change. <laughs> now, listen, I will spend $29.99 to get my filters replaced, to have all the oil drained out of my car, to, uh, for them to do all that business. I refuse to pay $12.99 or $19.99 for a new headlamp. I refuse... Yeah to get the, um, what I assume is a very important thing to have done, like the transmission uh, fluid replaced in my car. Blinker No fluid. way. Yeah. All of that, anything else that you can get at a Jiffy Lube or Valvoline or whatever the places that I'm sure are entirely reputable, it all seems like a scam. It all yeah. seems like it is just expensive enough that, hmm, I don't, I really don't trust it. There's mm -hmm. something there's, I feel, I feel like it is an expense that, you know, obviously it's a, you know, we're driving around in these multi-thousand dollar cars that we either lease or own or whatever we're paying monthly payments on. And I should be taking care of it a little bit more than I probably should, but not to the extent at which Jiffy Lube thinks I should, because I just, I just have never trusted it. And it always like the price is always like, really $79.99 for whatever flushing of whatever fluid yeah. is, is you need, you need to have come out of my car. Hmm. And the veracity of the problem is always questionable for me. They usually come in and, all right, take a look at this. And they hold up like a gray cylinder that hmm. came out of a car 40 years ago. That is <laughs> their prop in this big charade that they, they pull on. Like, I don't know whose car that came from. Right. You showed me that thing the last time I was here, that same thing. 
It's on a chain that, with, with a piece of wood tied to it because you don't want to lose it. That's not a real thing. It's not a real air cabin thing. Air cabin filter. Yeah. yeah. Blinker fluid, like yeah. I said. Yeah. Um, Michael, would you feel yes. more comfortable with that expense if it came from like an actual actual repair shop? Like if you brought your car in to get like a, you know, like a transmission fix and they said, well, it turns out that your engine, we need this, this and that, that. It would be great if you did that. It's starting to, or your tire, your, sh- your shocks are starting to go if I you're at an actual repair place. Yes, I think that there is, I think there is like a, uh, a chain of believability and definitely like the Jiffy Lube uh, type places Express Lube are definitely at the bottom of like, I trust you. I think it goes that. I think whether you own the car or lease the car, if you're at like your dealership, I think that's the next step up. Because if you're leasing a car from Hyundai or Land Rover or whoever, they have like an interest in keeping this car running to an extent. But I think that you need to maintain a particular relationship with a repair shop. And I think then there's, there's like two levels. There's like, at that point you're at like, I'm just taking this to uh, a repair shop that I've never been to before. And then there's, I'm taking it to the guy that I know is going to just take care of my car. So I think that there's a level of trust with all of it that goes along um, with how much they will they will charge you. Like if you, if I was to take it to, I don't know, you know, and they say, oh, you need your transmission fluid replaced. Okay. And they're like, it's going to be like uh, $99. I'd be like, okay, that seems about right. Based on nothing. <laughs> But at Jiffy Lube, it's like 179. You're like, wait a second. There's something, there's something mm. wrong there. I have no idea how much it actually costs, what the effort is involved in this particular detail. But I think that there is just, it's like you don't go into McDonald's and read the nutrition information. You don't read the calories. Is anybody, I know it's you know federally mandated now, but does anybody go in and choose whether they're getting the quarter pounder or the double quarter pounder or a Big Mac based on like the calories that are listed. No, is that information accurate? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I think with the dealer, they know if you, when I go to the dealer, they always say you can do it now or you might have to do it sometime down the road. Like, uh, I almost feel like they know, I think it's kind of like when you go to the restaurant that's in your neighbor and they offer you dessert. They think at the end of the day, probably the guy's probably not going to get it, but maybe the next time they'll think about it. Uh, and I think the dealer is also hoping to buy back your car at some point too and yeah. trade in. So I think they kind of want to keep it doing the necessary things, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel you. I kind of trust those dudes more. Yeah. Because they're so in a relationship. They want to sell you the next car and they don't want to seem to be scammy losers. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah halfway mark um we're halfway so we filed the federal and so you can we can transfer a lot of the information from the federal to the state form so there's that so that's good so now um the kind of state uh stuff you got nothing you got nothing that we can deduct i'm sorry that gold-plated rickenbacker electric guitar that was a frivolous expense you don't even know how to play that thing i played in the in the background of my zoom meetings for work sweet does that count? That now? counts. That's a deduction. Okay, great. <laughs> Super. Uh, you can deduct every episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast that you listen to. <laughs> Whatever uh, that costs you. Yeah. However much you co- it costs you to listen to this <laughs> free podcast. As a your soul, donation. your soul, your mind, <laughs> your write time, it off. Your yeah. time. time. Um, it's like volunteering for a charity. That's us. So thank you for doing that. And then you could volunteer every suggestion you create for a future episode uh you can deduct all of those from your taxes so please go do that uh you can do that at uh any of the social media sites that we have a presence on including instagram facebook twitter you can do those things and uh now we're back to round three 
a richer let's get ridiculous yeah here's here's something ridiculous i this one it floored me when i did floored me and yet i was not surprised at all when i heard it uh so it's 2003 uh bono is leaving london to go to italy to uh perform at a charity concert for Pavarotti. And he gets there and he realizes that he has left his favorite hat back in London. <laughs> oh, wow. It's a trilby hat. You know, like one of those fedoras, but like with a shorter brim, if you can picture that. Um, type of thing you would see a lot of people wear at the uh, horse racing track uh, along with a rumpled suit hmm. and a bottle of rye. That's that's what the hat. Okay. Picture that guy, that type of hat, like a Gene Hackman, French Connection kind of. Yes, exactly. Okay, so like Elvis he, Elvis Costello was is wearing a Trilby hat. Yes, he is a, a Trilby supporter. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, so he decided this is his favorite hat, and he doesn't want to perform without it. So he pays one hundred and fifty dollars for a taxi to get the hat to Gatwick Airport. Hmm pays $663 to get the hat placed in the cockpit of a British Airways flight so that it wouldn't get squashed by any passengers. And then another $225 in taxi fares from the airport in Italy to where he was so he could get the hat a couple of hours before the concert. Wow. It turns out that if you add all of that up, plus insurance, plus tips, it was about $1,500. Wow. Just to get this stupid looking hat on Bono's head. Which reminded me when we Quick thought Google he... search for Bono and Trilby. Hold on. Yeah. Um, what did it remind it just, you? It reminded me the fact that we used to think Bono was cool at one yeah. point. Didn't we? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that's, and, and that stopped. But it hadn't stopped by 2003, I don't think. No. But maybe this was right around the time when we started to realize, wait a second, this guy might be a douchebag. Yeah. I'm not sure. But this something seems off about this. It seems like there's a formula there and like being disconnected from reality is a main aspect of the motivation for a ridiculous expenditure. Like It feels like his... His his rea- his reality is very different than than ours. Yeah, I mean, there's no scenario where a normal person would even spend a fraction of that to get this. Even if it's your favorite hat, your lucky yeah. hat, passed down from generations of of Hopkins. Yeah, like a, a treasured keepsake. Yeah, mm. even if that was the case, and you showed up for an audition, and you want you wanted that hat, you realized you got there no hat. Yeah. You would just go out and buy a hat. Yeah. That's what a normal person would do. You, you yeah, but Jeff, Jeff would buy the hat that has the little twirly gig on the top of it. The beanie. That's what I assumed the hat the, uh, that was passed down through the Hopkins <laughs> that's, family. That's on a, a crest. Propeller hat. It's, yep. a, it's, a, it's a bear of fighting wearing a <laughs> beanie with a propeller on it. And, and the googly the crest, glasses. Somehow the crest goes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even if. Bono could say, I must. Uh, so this was the cover of Joshua Tree. That was that hat, wasn't it? Like, or, or on jo- or Unforgettable Fire. I'm trying to think of one because didn't he wear he wore that hat in some, some videos? Yeah. That was like his 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 big thing for a while. Okay. So if he could even justify, I'm doing this for my fans, because if without the hat, I give a bad show and I owe them a good show, he still needs to see a fucking therapist. Because yeah. the hat doesn't sing. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's... What you don't know about this hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a trill. that actually... it's a trilby. It trills. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I can only assume that Bono was starting to go bald in 2003. Yeah. And panicked that he wasn't going to have a hat that would sufficiently cover his bald spot. Yep. And as someone who is going thinning on the top. To put it mildly, I can understand this. No, I feel but it. Just, just go. It's Italy. That's the other yeah. thing. Yeah, they have plenty of hats in Italy. You could show Guido that hat, show a photo, and he's going to get that hat in just one second. He probably got the hat from Italy. 
Yeah. It's most likely an Italian hat to begin with. Yep. Oh, this guy. And I, so I, I would just like to, I would like to see how that got expensed. You know, at some point, did he wind up trying to, to put that on his taxes as some sort of business expense? Mm-hmm. $1,500 in shipment for a hat? Mm-hmm. Or just how did that work out? I love the conversation you know, too, where Larry Mullen Jr. says, well, my drums didn't show up. Fuck your drums. <laughs> Take your drums and shove them up your ass. They got drums here in Italy. <laughs> Went I, to I, there's got to be, you know, he, he probably has a personal assistant or seven. Uh, did not one of them say like, you know, we don't, we don't have to put it in the cockpit. We can just get a hat box. This is what they're invented for. They invented something called hat boxes. That you put yeah. the hat in so it won't get crushed. Nope. Has to be riding in the cockpit. I would yeah, love they yeah, yeah. Just, or they couldn't just buy a ticket for one of his assistants to fly out there holding the hat. Wearing the hat. Wearing the hat. Well, keep, keep the shape. Well, I, I, that's a bridge too far. Yeah, that's a bridge, a bridge nowhere too that's far. That's a bridge. Yeah, if I was that assistant, I would buy the lookalike hat, then forge some receipts for airlines and shit like that. And just pocket that dough. Oh my God. Can you imagine yeah. just being an assistant for these people that have so much money that it's just that they can make um, stupid decisions? Yeah. God, I had a awesome. friend of mine who was a assistant to uh, Christy Swanson, the Buffy. original Buffy. Oh, yeah. The stories he could tell. I don't remember any specifically, but I, I, I do remember generally just some of the requests and things that, that, that he had to do. And huh. it was just like, you're Christy Swanson. Really? Now this was back in late late nineties, but still. You're known for being the Buffy that's not Sarah Michelle Jout Geller. Yeah. And you used to date Alan Thick. That's basically oh. what you're known for. Oh. Wow. Mm. Okay. All right. Winfield third. Um, this was alluded to earlier, Jeffrey. Oh. Uh, the idea of um, cable companies oh. and the streaming services and how all of these expenses are just have been fighting each other and are slowly getting inflated back to uh, traditional cable company prices. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, we got to a point um, when our cable bill was getting to, I don't know, $129 a month. And it's like, what? I don't watch any of this stuff. Yeah, I watch uh, I watch a little ESPN. I certainly don't watch uh, MTV anymore. I watch Adult Swim on Cartoon Network. Why do I have all of these channels? TBS, I guess, to watch Austin Powers, a movie that I own because it came on the TV. That's strange. Yeah, but there he is. He's funny. Okay. Huh. Okay. Well, let's start. We got Netflix. Netflix has every movie. Just watch Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. $8.99 a month. That's fine. Wait a second. What's going on over here? HBO. All these other streaming services. All of these things start getting... I, I think two things happen. All these services realize, well, we can just... We can sell our services within a cable provider and make money that way. And then we can just sell it on the side to the people that have decided that they don't want all these other channels then every other channel was like whoa uh hello uh cbs over here how about 5.99 for all these shows that you don't actually want to watch oh yeah i got gotta have that paramount plus amazon prime is weird because it's kind of included in the price of all of our binge uh-huh. buying that we're doing uh-huh cinemax getting to the point where you're just like all this stuff if you're going to subscribe it's just rivaling that of like common cable and there's still nothing that I want to watch on a Friday night other than like the latest Disney plus uh, action adventure show. Yeah. We sit there and I, uh, we're like, okay, well, we're going to watch WandaVision. We're going to watch Falcon and winter soldier. We're going to mm-hmm. watch Mandalorian. It's like, what are we going to watch next? And we just sit there. We're just scrolling. Yeah. And you're looking for something familiar. And you're just like, God damn Netflix used to have all this stuff. Funny farm. No way. (laughs) Oh, there was a great article about the demise of the Netflix DVD service, which had exponentially more videos than all the extant Mm -hmm. services combined. They had every 
DVD that was ever made. And now uh, all the other services have kind of grabbed their own stuff back. Yeah. And they've realized you can't, um, you just inundate people with, they, they keep things fresh by taking things off the service. Basically, so that library was once kind of the, what was it? The Great Library of Alexandria or something. It was this huge That's thing. Funny. And now it's a wasteland. It's, and it, it's been segmented. And like, yeah. it's the same thing. Like one service, like, or all these multiple services have just replaced. It's all been replaced by the stuff that you didn't watch before. Yeah. Like occasionally, you know, you know, we're lucky in the sense that we have like HBO Max. We don't pay for HBO Max. We <laughs> use yeah. like our mother-in-law's HBO Max login and God bless her. Cause that's the only way that we've watched like, uh, thank God you were able to Thrones. watch. Thank God you were able to watch Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I think I think that there is just this. I think that there is a two pronged problem. There's an abundance of really good television shows, and uh, I think we talked about it on a podcast a long time ago. But like this weird pressure to watch, yeah, and be current with like um, television and yeah. entertainment. And it's just like there's just there's way too much stuff out there. There's way too much content. And I can't like, you know, oh, sure. I'd love to watch a fun new Star Trek show. I don't care that much about it. I'm not willing mm -hmm. to pay or even sign. I'm not even willing to sign up for a free trial. Yeah, of the Paramount TV. Thing. Yeah. That is funny. But I think we... that there's just, I think there's just like this, this, it's like, it's going to be like this crossing inflection point again, where at some point it's going to be cheaper to, get cable again yeah even though you're at kind of like the whim of whatever's being you know broadcast quote-unquote broadcast at the time i do have a sense too is like there's different uh platforms that these movies are in and the other the other day i, I fired up netflix and the uh dark knight trilogy was on like what the fuck you were just on hbo max two days ago mm -hmm. Now yeah. you're off that and you're here. There is a sense of, it's almost like the mall food court where uh, they all have different fronts. One's Mexican, one's Chinese, one's Greek. But you know, in back, it's the same chef. Just cook all this crap up. It's the same thing. Okay. All right. Uh, it's uh, Manfredi. Yeah. All right. So my last choice is a personal one. Oh, um, and this ooh. is less an expense that I attempted to make, and what this is one that an airline attempted to foist on me. Oh, um, I was this was back in my days doing public relations, and I had flown out to Boston on Delta Airlines, and I wanted to emphasize this was Delta that tried to fuck me over because Delta is the worst of all airlines. Um, and flown out to Boston for some work, was there a few days, was getting ready to come back. As I'm on the way to the airport, I get a phone call from the office manager at my PR firm that I worked at. And she said, oh, well, so Delta Airlines gave us a call. And they said, because they're promoting this new nonstop route from Boston to Los Angeles that you happen to be on, um, they wanted to offer you a, an upgrade from uh regular class to first class so we said great sign you up for it so just when you get there go to the uh go to the front desk and they'll have a first class ticket waiting for you they'll exchange your ticket fantastic you know i get i get there go up to the counter oh here you go here's your first class ticket sir first ever time flying first class and it's a cross-country flight so i got to experience as much of it as i possibly could and Folks, if you've never flown first class on a long trip, I it's it's not worth it because it's a lot extra money. But when you're not paying for it, man, is it good! All the drinks I wanted, I got a like a mm. a little like steak with this like wedge salad. It was just fantastic. Get back to Los Angeles a few days later or about a couple of weeks later, I should say, we get our uh, Amex bill and there's a charge for like $800 from Delta. We're like, well, what's this all about? 
We call Delta. And Delta said, oh, no, we didn't mean that it was a free upgrade. We were just offering the upgrade as a as an add-on that you could do. We were just offering you the opportunity to buy it. And apparently no one, at the way they had phrased it, made it seem like it was a complimentary upgrade. And this led to months of protracted back and forth between us and Delta and getting Amex involved. And it was just like this giant fucking nightmare. And eventually we wound up not having to pay it. I think Amex told Delta to go get bent. Um, And it was just like one of those things where it's like, why would you call and say, hey, because why would you call and, and, and say, hey, we're offering you this opportunity to upgrade if you're not actually doing that for free? It just felt like a scam, like this major error. That's something I would expect from like, you know, Spirit Airlines. Yeah. If Spirit had a first class, which I doubt that they do. But that's like something you would expect from like some ATA Northwestern, like yeah. one of those ones that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Type bullshit. I think Delta also has such a robust loyalty program. I s- presume there's always some um, uh, regional sales representative for a tile company who's at the mile, um, you know, uh, max, and he can get a free upgrade for that. So the fact that they were selling them seems kind of funny, or it seems like it does seem like a waste of time. Well, it just seems, it seems disingenuous at yeah. best. It sounds like it feels like a timeshare. Like, yeah. I just don't know why Delta is calling people up. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird that they would call up the offices of people who they know are in Boston right now because they have their plane ticket scheduled yeah. and try and do this weird upsell. Yeah. It's just super strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Winfield, what's your last one? I last, I've never uh, traveled first class. So I, even, even though that you went through a lot of pain, I am envious of it, Richard. I just want to say that. I have done it twice. And the second time mm-hmm. I paid for it, still, mm-hmm. that one was worth it. It was up to Seattle. Paid like an, an extra 150 bucks worth it. So my last extravagant expense is the idea of having a in-home color printer. It is just not worth it. You go out, you think you're going to need it. You spend 180 bucks, 200 bucks for this printer. Yeah. After 12 pages, you have to replace the cartridges because they come with, um, you know, like a, a, a cartridge that is a dummy, you know, it's quarter full, if that. So you spend $60 on a new batch of CMYK. Uh, toners and then uh, it says oh good 300 pages 300 pages is a lot of pages after 52 pages the thing starts to say well all the yellows starting to run out yeah and you're like okay well i haven't printed anything in yellow i don't think i've only been printing these um these black pages that's weird Mm -hmm. then it stops working because it needs to have the cartridge replaced so you're like, well, I got I to gotta print whatever this thing that I have de- deemed to be important to print in color. So you go through the thing, you order another thing, and you, you're two orders in, and you've already you've printed 50 pages for the, for the cost of half of this machine. It's just like, why don't I just buy another machine? Yeah. I'll just get another one. All of that thing starts rattling off in your brain about killing the environment, but you're so mad and spiteful. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're you're mad at like the, the printer itself or just the printer cartridge. I think that's the printer company's real, their real key to it is making you mad at the cartridges, even though they say like HP on it, rather than the printer itself. They've transferred the blame. So you're stuck there and you're just so angry. And then you give your printer to your friend, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Because he needs it in a pinch or something. I don't remember what it was. They take it. Take just it. take it. And you just, <laughs> you're, you're, you're fine that you sunk the $300 into it for the one project that you mm-hmm. really needed it for. And just like, God, please get this out of my house. Whenever I, whenever I get something 
from, I have to like send something back or something. They say, it's simple. All you have to do is print out this label. I go, I'm keeping it. I'm not going to, I don't need, I can't, I don't need the $200. I'm not going to print anything out. It's horrible. It's horrible. I don't know, you know, and then, and then just like, you know, uh, like the streaming services, you somehow get talked into like getting on like a, a subscription service for printer ink. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't even know what I'm printing anymore. Oh. What is my life? Yeah. I'll just wait till I go into the office, I guess, in a year when this, yeah. when this worldwide pandemic is over. Oh. Good enough. It's the worst. The only thing I really need to print is like um, black and white line drawings that my kid can color in. Oh, okay. It's like, I really only need to, you know, print a, uh, you know, PJ masks yeah. thing for him to do all the color. That's all he, I, I need in the house anymore. I don't need to sign anything. I can sign everything online. I don't, it's so weird. I like, but those printers, you, they, they trick you into thinking you need one. <laughs> That's almost every job I think I've had is like, they should just start with, don't, don't talk to me about benefits or anything like that, you know, or, or, you know, we we're like a family around here. Say you get to use the printer. Sweet. I'm in. I don't want to own one of those things ever. All right, guys. Judgment day. Uh, let's go with just because it's, I've never heard these words together. Gravina Island bridge fiasco or whatever. The last one of Alaska, the bridge to nowhere, the bridge to nowhere. Um, I'm feeling you super hard uh, from the nostalgia TIP with the clerks, the VHS. Um, and I think I might have veered us down the nostalgia road, which I do so much in my dotage. I'm always waxing that nostalgia. Um, let's go with uh, the infotaining story about Department of Defense spending on NASCAR and um, just because I want to take that hat and shove it up his pretentious yeah, ass. That's a good choice, Rich. Bono. Yeah. Bono. Edge, you're okay. All right, gentlemen. Hey, happy tax day, everybody. I hope uh, you filed for an extension because you're too busy sorting out all the, the bounty of, of uh, deductibles you've had uh, since you've been out for COVID and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yes, uh, this has been the Mount Rushmore of redis- red- redundant. <laughs> ridiculous expenses. Hi, as always, I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Yeah.